This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. It's that time of the week when we talk to Fab FM tech guy Richard Pascoe. G'day, Richard. Hello, Paul. Hello to all the wonderful people out there who love this podcast. And apologies, people, last week that I couldn't do it. So um, you do have my apologies for that. Have you got a note? Uh, didn't you get it? I'll put it in the mail to you, Paul. Well, I did not get it. But uh, no, really. Oh, Australia, Australia Post. Go figure. No, that's all right. I'll get it next week. Now, uh, we did miss you last week because we love talking to you and finding out all this great information. For example, Google. What's involved with Google and search engines and money? Apple and Google have a relationship out there as well. But Google search is the number one default search engine in the Apple products, in the Apple world on there as well. So they pay, they literally pay Apple every year for it. So hold on, I'm about to do some eye-watering numbers here. This year, Google will pay Apple $15 billion to make sure that when you search on an Apple product, it comes up with Google straight away Whoa. on there as well. $15 billion, it's up from $10 billion last year. And they're saying that in 2022, it'll approach 18 to $20 billion. Phenomenal amount of money to make sure that when you search on your iPhone, you search on your iPad, that Google is the number one default search engine. You can change that if you want to. And I really don't understand why anybody would change it anyway. So yeah, amazing amount of money, isn't it, Paul? That is, like you said, it's eye-watering numbers, isn't it? I mean, they talk in numbers that, that we don't really, as normal people, understand. No, no, we don't. And part of the reason they pay so much is that Yahoo and Microsoft have been interested in trying to ink a deal with Apple to overthrow Google as a default search engine. Um, so Google are paying so much money to make sure that Microsoft effectively doesn't outbid it because, honestly... Yahoo will probably come up with $15.20 to come up pay them, so yes. Well, you know, when every... I mean, it's just become part of our speak, hasn't it, when people go, oh, I'll search it on Google. You know, I'll Google yeah, it. Yeah, well, you're not, you're not going to big it. <laughs> no. You know, despite... You know, you're not going to big it, despite what, you know, um, you know, our illustrious Prime Minister said a few months ago when they were having problems with um, things. You know, we, we don't... Friends don't let friends bing. That's yeah. all I'll say. Well, uh, just bing, you know, I'm going to bing it. It doesn't it roll off the tongue, but I'm going to Google it. It's all part of our speak now. Is I think it's in the dictionary now. It is. It is. Google is, Google is a word. And we've got to remember, Google is an advertising agency. That's part of it. And mm. people don't realise that sometimes. They are in the business to make money, and it's an advertising agency. Fabulous. We're talking with our tech guy, Richard Pascoe. Uh, can, can, I, can I change the subject entirely, Paul? Well, it's, for a second? it's your show. No, it's your show. And no, 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 it's uh, your show. <laughs> your... We could do the Dow going... No, it's your show. No, it's, no, your, it's show. your show. No, it's your no, show. No, it's your show. <laughs> I know. It's your show. But, yeah, as well. I, I want to quickly, I mentioned the other week about the Taliban and Afghanistan. I, I think it's very important to realise that the Taliban today are vastly different from the Taliban that we saw 20 years ago. Now, when we saw Afghanistan, people are saying, my God, he's getting serious now, isn't he, Paul? 
Um, you know, when we saw tw- you know, 20 years ago, it was a different thing. But the Taliban today, a couple of things I noticed the other week um, when they did take back Afghanistan is that uh, there was a photo taken at, the, at, the, at Kabul's government media information centre. There were two Taliban officials there and they had the white Taliban flag at the press conference. Now, one of them, Paul, was wearing an Apple Watch. Ah! Would never have seen that before. You know, it, it's, to me, that was an amazing thing to go along and see. And when they had the press conference there, they took, they took questions from all the reporters there and they tweeted about it. We've got the Taliban tweeting now, Paul. That's, that's, you know, so they're using social media. But we, we had women reporters there at a press conference. Would never have happened before. Because if we go back to 1996 and 2001, you know, there's a Taliban commander there famously refused to be photographed. And, you know, even the act of, you know, of watching a video cassette could lead to a public lashing. So people have got to remember it's vastly different today because now we've got the Taliban use things like WhatsApp on there to, you know, to, to take message from journalists and, you know, they were using um, Twitter on there as well. So, you know, and part of the thing that, that they were able to take over um, so quickly is they used WhatsApp as a public mouthpiece. So it was a direct line to the people. It became a sophisticated PR and propaganda campaign that essentially persuaded Afghans to lay down their arms but going along saying, you know, this extremist group was fierce, but you know what? They're going to forgive you whether they do it or not. I'm, I'm not saying that, but it's all about they use social media, Paul, in a way we've never seen from this group before. They conquered Kabul very, very quickly. They even set up on WhatsApp a complaints commission to report any issues out there as well. So, you know, we, we sit back and we wait and see. But, you know, I've got to say, Paul, it's vastly different to what we ever saw in the past. Yes, it's quite amazing, isn't it? And I think I might have said this before, and I'm not joking by any stretch of the imagination, but if Hitler if if, if Hitler had social media, he would have used social media. All of these dictators Well, all of these dictators and people who, you know, want to take over the world. I mean the Chinese use social media as you know, and, yeah. and they're the people yes. people behind TikTok. Exactly right. So, yeah, you know, it, it's a different world we live in now, but I thought the ta- when I saw that photo of the, 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 you know, the Taliban leader wearing an Apple Watch, I thought times have changed. Oh, so, yeah. yes, indeedy. No, no, it's worth uh, noting. Terrible situation over there. And, of course, the U.S. Oh, you know what I, I was really afraid of when I saw that last U.S. plane taking off, you know, the military aircraft taking off, which also had the U.S. ambassador on it. I thought, oh, no, please. I, I bet I bet there'd be a lot of tension in that plane until they got to a oh, certain, yeah. certain height because, you know, you see those Taliban guys roaming around with those rocket launchers and all of that. And I was thinking, oh, boy, yeah. oh, boy, imagine that what what the tension would have been like in that aircraft, that last one leaving with the U.S. ambassador. Yeah, it just would have been absolutely awful for me. Yeah. OK, we're moving on now. We're with our tech guy, Richard Pascoe, on our podcast we do each week. Instagram will soon need to know your birthday. What a great idea. I think it's a really good idea, especially for younger people that go along and use it as well. So, you know, you're going to start getting messages on Instagram to put your date of birth in there if you haven't done it already. So, you know, Instagram are launching some new features out there. So we've got private private profiles for children. Great idea. 
restrictions on who can message them, great idea. And they've got algorithms now, and the algorithm is that, you know, Instagram know, and it's designed to identify an adult and censure adult users who show signs of creepy behaviour. So if they put a message or something or post up there, they kind of like get knocked off of Instagram. Good idea. But now they're going to go along and want you to add your birthday in if you haven't already added it. It'll give you numerous opportunities to go along and do it. And in the end, they'll say you can't use it until you put your birthday in there as well. Now, people will say, but hang on, Richard, they will go along and fake a birthday on there as well. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you try to fake your birthday, you're in for a shock. You are, because they've got an algorithm which is designed, and they, so they analyse everything you put up on there, and they can actually determine how old you are. Whether, whether you're telling porky pies about your birthday. Exactly right, which is to me is amazing. So you know, social media does know everything about you. So you know what? Put your birthday on there. Yeah, and look, I started talking to somebody about this the other day. People are saying, oh, these social media platforms, they know too much about me. They know exactly where I am at any time and they can spy on me and all that. And I'm saying, well, look, if you've got nothing to hide, I don't care if they know where I am. If they, if they, if they, exactly. know, if they know that I'm at the Mossman uh, Bowls Club or I'm at the Tin Shed, or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I really don't understand why people get so upset about that. It's the 21st century people. And I think the ACCC should wake up to this as well. You know, we can't, you know, it's, I'm going to say Rob Sims always reminds me of Clint Eastwood in Grand Torino saying, get off my lawn. <laughs> you know? <it's, laughs> you, you're not a great fan of the ACCC, are you? No, I'm not. No, I kind you of know, figured I, I, that. No, I, I'm not. I've, I've bagged them nearly, you know. You know <laughs> it's surprised I don't make the last segment sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. If you subscribe to software, you need to read the fine print. But, but Richard, who reads fine print? Well, sometimes it pays you to go along and do this. And, and, you know, so I had a client during the week and they'd subscribe to a yearly renewal of Adobe PDF Pro. Now, they came along, came to the cancellation date, and they tried to cancel. This is where things went wrong. They missed the renewal date by three days, and the credit card they used was out of date. So Adobe tried to keep renewing it with the expired credit card, which did not work. So what happened was they kept sending them emails. Then they tried to contact Adobe saying, look, we don't need it anymore. Um, And they said, well, that's bad luck. But what we need to do is renew it for another year, then you can cancel it. So we're going to cost them $300 to cancel it as well. So, you know, it got bounced back and forth. And in the end, we came to the decision to leave the expired credit card on there because they can't charge it and they'll never renew it again. So, you know, some companies do it very well. Don't ignore those renewal notices when they come in. I've got to say, Microsoft do it very well. Um, When Office 365 for people out there, they, come, they send you a note 30 days out saying, you know, we're going to renew it in 30 days. If you want to cancel it, this is how you cancel it. If something's changed, this is how you go along and do it. So well done to Microsoft. But Adobe have not been very good about this at all. So mm. you know what? If you subscribe to software, get a list and know when to cancel it, but also, you know, know how to renew it as well. Fab FM tech guy Richard Pascoe. We go now to the crap tech item of the week. And you've described it to me as the wooden useless box. Which it is. And okay. people are saying, my God, what, what can this be? It's, Paul, this is a box. 
and it's got a switch on the top. Now, when you turn the switch on, another little piece comes out and turns the switch off. Right. <laughs> so no matter when you flick, it's got an on and off switch. When you turn the switch on, little finger pops out, turns it off straight away. Oh, hang on, like like thing out of the a Adams thing, family. Like thing, but but there's a little plastic thing pops out, turns the switch off. You turn it on, turns it off. All right. They, they say put it on your. They say put it on your coffee table and desk. And wait for curiosity calls victim after victim to turn it on. Each met a, an incredibly funny desk gate. Gadget? No, it's not a funny desk gadget. It's an annoying piece of crap that should be thrown in the bin. It said <laughs> it's a desk novelty that won't be forgotten. Yes, we won't forget this when somebody smashes it as well. They say it provides endless fun. No, if you've never been out in your life, it might provide endless fun. I can think of a thousand things to do before putting this stupid box on as well. So that's the wooden useless box. Don't buy it. Piece of absolute crap. Uh, what what do they charge for this thing that's useless? Starts at about $35 oh, and works its way up from that. <laughs> Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. And do you the, know, yeah, there are upgrades to the box as well. You can get oh, little tiger's paw that comes out and turns the switch off. So that's all it does. It turns the switch off. <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me. This, rem- this reminds me a little bit. There used to be a little plastic toy with a coffin with a skeleton in it. Remember that? That used to pop up? It was a gl- glow-in-the-dark skeleton in a coffin. Yep. Do you remember that thing? I do, I do. We'll have to do some research on that yeah, one. But that but would be better than this piece of piece of crap. All right, but let's move on to what me off. And I have a special guest in the studio, Bruce C, who's from over at Cooya Beach in the beautiful Douglas Shire, and I'll just welcome him. Uh, how how are you, Bruce? Yeah, going good, Paul. There he is. Uh, Bruce, meet Richard. Hello, hello, Bruce. Hi, Richard. How are you going? Good, mate. Wonderful to meet you. Thank you. Okay, now I've, I've brought Bruce into the little chat today with what f***s me off. And what f***s me off, older people, baby boomers, maybe in their 70s, 80s, even older, who say, I'm too old to have a computer and go on the internet. Yeah, well, that's bullshit. Seriously. Oh, geez, another beep. Okay, what what do you say, Bruce? Yeah, well, I think it's uh, just basically they're a little bit scared of it and they shouldn't be, you know. That's yeah. exactly right, Bruce. Yeah, and the biggest problem is getting over that first hump there and getting your first lesson because once you get your first lesson, it gets you and, and you keep sure. it up. And once you've had, the say, one or two lessons, the funny thing about it is the computer... It's the thing that teaches you the rest. Bruce could not have said it better myself. And I've got to say, a lot of the time it's how it's explained to you, you know, as well. So if we explain in a basic, simple way, you can understand what they're saying. We teach basic things. But people out there, and, you know, I've seen some things where people have, you know, husbands and wives, and one's gone, I'm never going to use a computer at all. Um, Tragedy strikes in the house, and suddenly that person has to use a computer. So, you know, I encourage everybody out there to go along and get lessons. Don't be afraid of the thing. No, that's for sure. It really is your friend, and it's a friend and an outside... It's it's an outside conduit to the world for so many people out there. And you know what? It really is a wonderful thing and a great experience. It helps keep your brain sharp on there as well. 
and there is no excuse for people to go along to me, just like you said, Bruce, and turn around and say, I'm afraid of this thing. Absolutely. Older people, I've got lots of older clients. I've got one who's actually 94, um, and she's wonderful on the computer. She really is. She's embraced it. Absolutely loves it. So couldn't agree with you more, Bruce. I'll tell you what, um, I've got to say too that my late mum, uh, she, well, when the internet came out, my mum said the same thing. Oh, Paul, I think I'm too old for this. And I got her a little tablet there and uh, she put it on a lap, showed her how to work the internet and in the end, mum was, uh, you know, surfing on the net and, and visiting all these countries and she used to say to me, you've brought the world to me. Paul in in showing me this and she got right into it you know and ended up having e an emails and I was sending her emails and you know from interstate when I lived interstate yep. and sending her photos and all of that which she loved so I, I think you're never too old I was going to say Bruce uh, who taught you and and when did you first say hey I can do this yeah basically uh, my brother had a business in the US I went over there to uh, join him and that's when I started to learn to learn AutoCAD, and from there, it just escalated. Yeah, that's and great. I just just like to say that another thing that stops some older people from using it is uh, just a, a little bit of laziness. You know, if you can get over that laziness, you you you're halfway there. What do you mean lazy, yep. Bruce? Well, too lazy to start to start. Yeah, you yep. know, they they actually are too lazy to start using a computer and that's the excuse that they use for not using one it's not exactly manual labor to operate a computer i mean it's it, it you could be a lazy person and still operate it i mean what's laziness got to do with it i am lazy i sit down to use it <laughs> <laughs> no that's fantastic and and bruce is a great example of people who who use the computer and it is your friend it is not your enemy it is your friend and people need to realise that. So, no, it's a great subject to bring up. Well done. Good well on done you. to you, Bruce. Well done to you, Paul, for bringing it up too. Thanks very much, Richard. Now, Richard, um, what gets you off? Soccer. Oh, once again, <laughs> leave me out of this. I, I, mean, I, I know people who play soccer here in this part of the world, and, and I love the game. I think it's fabulous, and you're on your own. A nil or draw. What can be exciting about a nil or draw? I'm sorry, I don't understand it as well. And, you know, we always go, you know, soccer players and, you know, it's always about, you know, how fit they are as well. They're not fit. But I reckon I could get a kick out there in soccer. That's how, <laughs> you know, that's how bad it is, Paul. And it's always how skillful they are. You want to see skill, watch an AFL game. You know, honestly, that is skillful compared to soccer. Really, they run around, somebody brushes past them, they fall on the ground, they moan and groan, all of those sort of things. I've got, you know, honestly, it's 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 a sport, but it's not a true sport to me oh, as well. So. <laughs> I think we might get some feedback about this one, Paul, mightn't we? No, you will, not me. Nothing so, yeah, to do with me. I'm just annoyed by soccer at the moment. So. Well, I can tell that, you know, and not a real sport, eh? Not a real sport. A bit like golf. Golf's not a real oh, sport. Oh, no! Jeez. Do you know how many people play those particular games up in this part of the world? I'm sure a lot, and I've got great respect for all of you. Oh, yeah. I've got great respect for all of you just playing crap sports that aren't sports. All right. Okay. I'm out of this. This is three weeks in a row I have had to do a disclaimer. We're 
we we go we, down we, that we, line we 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 <laughs> Bruce, what do you think of it? I mean, all the stuff that he's just said, what do you think? Next time you come up, I'm going to buy you a water, not a beer. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, That's what girls drink, don't they? Or a oh, cup of milk? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, the... That's the way, Bruce. Fire up. Yeah, great comeback. Well great Fire comeback. Up. Good on you, Here Bruce. Yeah. Bruce 10, Richard 1. <laughs> Wow, okay <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Bruce, and thank you, Richard Pascoe. Uh, Richard, your website, please. Head over to talktech.com.au and don't send me emails about sport, people. I'm not interested, so good heavens. <laughs> we can tell. Catch you next week. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Good to meet you. Bye, mate. Good to meet you too, mate. I'll see you when you come up. Okay.